0: 12th of September, 1772. The Place de Précheur Square in Aix-en-Provence in the south of France was thick with people, the crowds clamoring to catch a glimpse of the famous aristocratic libertine about to be executed. He had been sentenced to death for acts of sexual depravity in Marseille just a few weeks earlier. Everybody knew his name. The scandalous 32-year-old Marquis de Sade had something of a reputation and the rumour mill had been working overtime. What had started as a session with four young prostitutes, two of whom were intoxicated with stimulants, had been reimagined as a fiendish orgy. The aphrodisiac reinvented as a fatal poison. And French law did not tolerate sodomites and poisoners. But the convicted man had fled, and the figure bursting into flames in the town square in Aix-en-Provence was nothing more than an effigy. From a very young age, the Marquis de Sade sparked moral outrage, scandalizing society at the time and becoming a legend well before his death. He is still famous to this day, having inspired a new word that made its way into everyday speech in 1841, sadism, or the act of deriving pleasure from another's suffering, a perversion said to have been invented by the cruel Saad himself. Up until the early 20th century, the Marquis was considered the embodiment of evil. But his honor has since been restored on several occasions, Research was carried out to measure the originality of his writings and the realities of his political work, an unhinged torturer to some, a misunderstood and persecuted writer to others. Saad is a divisive character and the path to understanding who he truly was is a difficult and winding one that veers between Gilded Hero and Shadow Lord you're listening to echoes of history behind the legends the podcast that tells you the true stories of some of history's most legendary heroes as the assassin's creed franchise turns 15 travel back through 2500 years of history to meet the men and women whose destiny led them to greatness uncover their stories and bring their legends back to life Episode four, the Marquis de Sade. Donatien Alphonse Francois, Marquis de Sade, was a nobleman born in Paris in 1740. Educated in a fashion befitting his rank, he became a cavalry captain in the army and showed great valor during the Seven Years' War. In 1763, he bowed to his father's wishes marrying René Palagie de Montreuil, the daughter of a magistrate who was close to the king. But Saad soon turned his back on ambition, devoting himself to libertinism instead. He was an unabashed atheist and a proponent of romantic infidelity who embarked on an insatiable quest for earthly pleasures, openly flouting taboos and conventions. Reminds me a little of myself. It didn't take long for him to become the talk of the town. At the age of 23, he was arrested following the accusations of Jeanne Testard, a young worker and occasional prostitute. According to her account, the Marquis threatened her with a sword and forced her to take the Lord's name in vain, among other abuses. The accused was arrested and imprisoned for outrageous and blasphemous debauchery. He was released soon after thanks to his father's intervention but five years later he was back to his old ways in his bachelor pad in arcoy a suburb of paris sad forced a beggar rose keller to undress before tying her up and whipping her until he drew blood lacerating her back with a pocket knife and covering her wounds with molten wax the victim fled and reported her attacker and the story made the headlines. The attack had taken place on Easter. Sacrilege. The Marquis was imprisoned for a short period before being granted royal pardon, thanks to his mother-in-law, Madame de Montreuil. What happened in Marseille in 1772 was to have much greater legal consequences. On the run for almost five years, the Marquis was finally arrested on the 13th of February, 1777, and incarcerated in Vincennes, near Paris, where he served a 13-year sentence, this time triggered by Madame de Montreuil herself. She had been given a sealed lettre de cachet from the king to get rid of the son-in-law who had brought shame on her family and daughter. When he fled Marseille, Saad took his wife's sister with him, making her his mistress. Under French law at the time, this was incest, a criminal offense that further sullied the infamous Marquis's reputation. The Marseille scandal was the event that cemented the Marquis de Sade's legacy as a prince of darkness. The three cases, Jeanne Testard, Arcoy, and Marseille converged into one in the newspapers and high society chatter, with sordid new details invented for an extra helping of scandal. Just like a fairy tale ogre, Saad was painted as a poisoner and torturer, a bloodthirsty aristocrat who used and abused his privilege to inflict suffering on the poor with zero repercussions. This is a somewhat excessive portrait. But conversely, Sartre's proponents tended to play down the severity of his actions. Apollinaire and the Surrealists after him attempted to turn the Marquis into a shining embodiment of a free mind with no master but its own desires. A gilded myth started to take shape, starring a Marquis-turned-martyr, a misunderstood artist, a target of pitiless repression. By his victims' accounts, however, it's difficult to imagine Saad as anything other than a torturer. Jeanne Testard, Rose Keller, and the women of Marseille were clearly raped, and sexual acts and corporal punishment they did not consent to were inflicted on them under threat. Whatever his admirers may say, Saad was a repeat sexual offender. One other aspect of this dark legend is closer to fact than fiction. The impunity the Marquis enjoyed. He bought his victims' silence with gold. With Rose Keller, for example, receiving 2,400 livres to stay quiet. His father and mother-in-law's political influence meant Saad was able to elude the justice system again and again making the idea that he had been persecuted by the courts for petty moral matters or atheism not credible. By way of contrast, his contemporary, François-Jean Lefebvre de la Barre, was beheaded for blasphemy, even though the Marquis's crimes were comparatively much more serious. Yet Sade didn't enjoy complete impunity either. His first long stint in prison was the result of an arbitrary royal decision. A lettre de cachet, signed by Louis XV and confirmed by Louis Sixteenth, upon Madame de Montreuil's request, put him behind bars for a full 13 years. The Marquis was denied both trial and lawyer, but he nevertheless survived prison. Despite being locked away, denied walks, living among the rats he wrote the books that would go on to make him famous in 1785 he wrote his best known book in his cell at the bastille the 120 days of sodom drawing up a comprehensive catalogue of the most deviant sexual perversions on little sheets of paper he could hide from the prison guards Sticking them together in a scroll 12 meters long by 11 centimeters wide and tucking it away in a small hole in the wall in his cell. He probably got a kick out of that. In fact, the Bastille is where the Marquis de Sade makes an appearance in the video game Assassin's Creed Unity. Protagonist Arno Victor Dorian is incarcerated in Paris's famous prison in early July 1789. On the day he arrives, he meets Sade without realising. Naked in his cell, the Marquis is clutching the bars of his tiny window, doing his best to get the people of Paris to storm the prison. They're slitting our throats! They're murdering the prisoners of the Bastille! The writer did actually say these words, causing him to be transferred to the Charenton Asylum, leaving his manuscript of the 120 days of Sodom behind in the process. For the rest of his days, Saad remained convinced that the manuscript was destroyed along with the Bastille on the 14th of July 1789. In reality, the scroll was discovered by a worker who was helping demolish the fortress and who immediately decided to sell it. The manuscript changed hands several times until it was published in the 20th century. In surrealist painter Man Ray's famous 1938 drawing, Saad's stone face appears against a backdrop of the Bastille in flames. The French Revolution is pivotal in the legend of the Marquis, and his biographers remain divided as to just how genuine his commitment to the cause was. In any event, the revolution was what set him free, as on the 2nd of April 1790, all prisoners incarcerated on the king's orders were released. As an ex nobleman, Sade was forced to prove his patriotic credentials and further fueled the myth surrounding him in doing so. He claimed that he threw the king a searing letter just as the monarch was returning to Paris in his carriage following the flight to Varennes. The letter, Saad said, lambasted the king as a despot and traitor. This would have been impossible. Anyone who came close to Louis XVI's carriage risked heading to the gallows. It's true that Saad did write a letter criticizing the king entitled, A Citizen Addressing the King of France. But it was merely plastered on a handful of walls across Paris and may have been read out in public. Louis XVI most probably never came to hear of it. Still, nice to be talked about. What must be said, however, is that during France's reign of terror, Saad displayed undeniable courage in publicly opposing the death penalty, a belief punishable by the death penalty. Suspected of being a false patriot. He was arrested on the 8th of December 1793. Health issues meant he was spared the guillotine, just. The reign of terror and its bloody violence sickened him to the core. But according to darker versions of the myth surrounding the man, Robespierre and Marat took inspiration from the Marcus's writing in dishing out death penalties. The idea that Saad had inspired the reign of terror was a popular one. In his famous 1975 adaptation, Salo, or the 120 Days of Sodom, Italian director Pier Paolo Pasolini takes the notion even further, positing that Saad had inspired totalitarianism. Under Bonaparte's French consulate regime and Napoleon's empire, Saad was imprisoned one last time. Having made a small fortune with his erotic and pornographic writings, the Marquis was arrested on the 6th of March, 1801 and denied a trial, sentenced to spend the last 12 years of his life locked away. His crime? Being the suspected author of Zoloé, an anonymous erotic pamphlet published in 1800, a violent attack on Josephine de Bornet, wife of First Consul Bonaparte. In truth, he was sentenced for his entire scandalous body of work and all of Saad’s writings were seized. Deemed to be a maniac, in 1804 he was transferred to the Charenton Lunatic Asylum, where he died ten years later. The Marquis spent over a third of his life behind bars. After his death, Saad, went to hell, literally. In 19th century French libraries, that was the name given to the forbidden book section, where the immoral writings were kept. While his work continued doing the rounds on the choir, it wasn't until 1947 that his first book was officially published by Jean-Jacques Pauvert, sparking years of legal proceedings as a result. But in 1958, the French courts acknowledged the Marquis de Sade as a writer worthy of the name. And since then, he's been added to the prestigious Playard collection, with some of his work even included in secondary school textbooks. I bet that makes a few schoolboys giggle. In 2021, the French state bought the manuscript for the 120 Days of Sodom from a private collector for over 4 million euros. To France's Ministry of Culture, the famous scroll and, by extension, the Marquis de Sade himself, are national treasures. Controversial? Maybe. But treasures all the same. Thanks for listening to Echoes of History, Behind the Legends, a Ubisoft podcast produced By Paradiso Media, planning for your next trip.